What's happening, friends? Welcome to Next Gen Newsweek, your weekly podcast for all things gaming on the Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, and Nintendo Switch. My name is Mitch, and I'm joined tonight with Richard. Hey. And Michael. That's my name. How are y'all doing tonight, gentlemen? Swell. I'm alive. <laughs> all right, so we have a, a lot of news to talk about today because Ubisoft did their uh, press conference showing off all of their uh, Next Gen games. So we're going to be breaking those down for you. But before we get into the actual like games themselves, uh, we'll start with you, Richard. How did you feel about the event? Did you uh, like it? I got, you know, this is the problem. I'm just as biased towards Ubisoft as I am Sony. So I can't, I'm going to say it's, um, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen alongside the PS4 event. So, Michael, what did you think about it? I, I think I have to agree with Richard. Uh, it, it was on par with the PS5 Veal event. Gotcha. I thought it was really good. Um, I didn't really get to catch a lot of the pre-show for it, but the main event, I sat through the whole thing, and yeah, it was um, every game they showed off just looked incredible, and I can't wait for these games to come out. A lot of track mania in the pre-event. You, di- you didn't miss much. Okay. I did see that they were giving away codes for like uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Far Cry New Dawn, among other games. That was really cool of them to do that. All right, so we're going to go ahead and just start with the games that they showed off. The big one was the game shown at the very end, which was Far Cry 6. And the game unfortunately got leaked online like a day or so before the event, so we knew this was coming. And then once it leaked online, Ubisoft went and they actually showed a teaser trailer of it, so... It, it kind of, I wouldn't say lessened the blow, because I thought the trailer was phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, so Far Cry 6 is coming out February of next year, and Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad is going to be the uh, antagonist of the game. So a recognizable face to go along with it. And I thought the trailer was great. Uh, Richard, what did you think about the trailer? I thought it was good. You know, what's odd, I wouldn't say odd, but they, there seems to be a recurring theme, because with... Far Cry 4, you had like this kind of like a stepfather, stepson sort of like theme running there. And then with Far Cry 5, you had the the whole kind of like father, son in more of a spiritual sense with that cult leader type thing. And now you've got what appears to be an actual father and son. So I, you know, I hope it's not going to be like a rehashing of 4. I don't think it will be, but I'm, I'm definitely seeing like a recurring element uh, in this series since the fourth one. I like the amount of tension that they put on the trailer with the kid with the grenade walking around tripping over shit. Like, it was just, it was so cool. And I was like, okay, I know that he's not going to drop the grenade, but, like, what if? <laughs> he just, he drops it, game's over. And that's the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> the game is just the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, he drops the grenade, and then it's just a game over screen with credits. Like, you paid $60 for this. I hope you have fun. Uh, Michael, what were your thoughts about the trailer? Well, I mean, it kind of brings uh, a good point to really like generating actors into the video games, and I, I mean, it's already been done a couple times, but it, to me, with this specific actor, I think it, it brings it to a certain other level because he he's he's so good. Um, he is. But I also feel like he's kind of in like a. Uh, He's being typecast too. He does this very specific, really good evil character type, and like I feel like there's more they could do with him. Like I feel like his his 
acting skills could go beyond that. Why does he have to be himself? Like, I mean, this is a video game that could have modeled anything after this guy. Why does he have to be himself? Why Why does any any real actor have to be themselves? Yeah, but and you'll have to uh, fill this in for me because I haven't seen it. But does he play the same type of character in The Mandalorian? I haven't seen him in The Mandalorian. I've seen him in several other like movies and films, and he does play that that similar role. Like that crime boss type of role, pretty much? Maybe not like a crime boss, like uh, Happily Ever After or whatever the... Uh, no, it was Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time, he plays a more subservient role, but it's still that, that dark, malicious, you know, that evil type of role. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to like... I don't, I don't remember his rank. I don't even know if his rank is revealed in The Mandalorian, but he's definitely a higher up in the what remains of the Imperial Army in The Mandalorian. So, yeah, he's got like a whole squad of stormtroopers under his command, and he's trying to track down the child. So, yeah, he's, he's, that, he's that character gotcha. in The Mandalorian as well. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm really excited for Far Cry. I've, my knowledge of the series starts with, and ends with Far Cry 5. I hadn't even beaten it, but I got it for free. So, I am, but this game really has me hyped up, so I'm really excited to... Um, pick it up whenever it comes out probably of course on the next gen systems and uh so next was uh assassin's creed valhalla which you know this is the first time that we have seen actual gameplay and that's not just like you know that up until now they've been showing off cg trailers and there was actually an extended gameplay um 30 like a 30 minute demo that aired after the press conference but I didn't get a chance to catch it. Did either one of y'all get to watch any of that, or how did you guys feel about the gameplay that they showed off during the event? I, I watched it. Footage-wise, and a lot of the other uh, like graphics quality, it's all really good. I do feel like, and I'm not sure if this is on purpose or not, just to keep the whole gameplay cohesive, but a lot of the character animations are the same. Like I feel like he has the same run cycle as every other like Assassin's Creed character. And like I said, I'm not sure if that's by design or not, but it just felt kind of tired. Like I, like immediately when I watched the game footage, if I had never known it was Assassin's Creed, I would have been like, that's the Assassin's Creed run. I, yeah, I think it looked typical of Assassin's Creed, which that that's my favorite game franchise, so that's definitely not a, a criticism of it. The only thing that I'm, I guess I'm concerned about is when it talks about building that settlement, because I really love when games do that. And you saw it, often in the Assassin's Creed series before they haven't really in the past two, but you know, not just Assassin's Creed, but other titles that do that where you kind of build your own settlement, you know, they sell that idea that you get to build your own settlement, you know, but really what it is, is your settlements kind of built for you. And then you just either turn in different collectibles or advance certain story options. And you're going to upgrade the buildings, but realistically you're, settlement's not going to differ from any other person playing the game. And what I'd like to see from a game like that is being able to really create a settlement that is, I mean, of course it can be similar to other players, but something that feels really unique to you and your game specifically. I don't know how they would do that, and I'm sure this one probably won't fulfill that, but I am kind of tired of just them selling the idea of you're creating something of your own, but you're really not. You're just fleshing out something they've created for you. Yeah, I, I totally get that. So the only other bit of news that came out with Assassin's Creed 
um, is that its release date is November 17th. So, gentlemen, does that mean that we have a rough estimate of a release date of when the next-gen systems are going to come out? Or do you think that... I'm, I'm still a firm believer that the Series X is coming out late October, and I'm not sure when the PS5 is coming out, but I think that... I think that they have to be out by the 17th because it's supposed to be like a, I don't know, well, I guess it's still a launch window game, but to me it feels like that would be just like a killer launch title. So I feel like it they need to come out like roughly at the same time or not the, within a week of the game coming out. I mean, if you go back and look, uh, that's the same week that the PS4 and the Xbox One came yeah. out back in, what was it, 2013? 2000, yeah. I mean, it's the same week. So. I mean, looking at that, it makes sense, but I, I feel like it's just a really terrible time for those consoles to come out. I mean, who has the money? You're not wrong. Like that, that's something um, that's been kind of going around the gaming industry is that they're. I mean, you basically leave it up to all the scalpers who are going to buy them all up and then charge even more for them. Be like, hey, you didn't have your bot set to the went to Walmart's homepage. Searching for these skew numbers, so sucks to be you. Well, they're talking about a second stimulus, so maybe that'll maybe they'll wait until the new consoles are released before they. I hope the government and Sony and Microsoft would all come together on that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a dream? They're like, hey, instead of a second stimulus check, you can opt in to get a Series X and a PlayStation Five. Right, just like opt in, just be like, you know, with or without the the Blu-ray player in, in it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like a stimulus check or a Nintendo Switch? Choice is yours. Oh, I think it's it's reasonable to believe that they're they're probably not coming out the same day. They I don't think they've ever done that before. Well, I guess they haven't really had an opportunity to. So I think that um, I think if I think Xbox comes out first, and I think then the PS4 or P, sorry PS5 will come out the week after. I think that's how it went down last time. But moving on from uh, Assassin's Creed, we got some new information about Hyperscape. Michael, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about Hyperscape since you've been playing it? Well, uh, Hyperscape had uh, like a short beta test, like a 3 day beta test, where they were giving out keys on Twitch. Um, and that ended. Now they've recently started their open beta uh, right now. Uh, their I guess their preliminary battle pass is free right now, so you can get... 30 tiers of collectibles for free. Uh, and I believe you can also sync that with any Twitch Prime account to earn even more content or get like some specific blue or purple gear, yeah. you know, whatever Twitch does. I think it's normally purple. Uh, and that also kind of mimics some of the other tiers. You can also go ahead and start handing them your money, even though it's in beta, for other uh, items that are in their shop. I mean, it's got some solid gameplay to it. It does not hold your hand. Uh, you have to you have to know the controls and you have to move and you have to move quickly. And if you don't, you will get your ass owned by the 99 other players that are with you. But uh, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be a great game. Yeah. So if anyone's uh, not familiar with Hyperscape, it is the newest battle royale that has it's got a lot more uh, verticality to it than the other ones, right? Right. Yeah. Um. I mean. I mean. They're really pushing movement-based gameplay. So you have a lot of a lot of vertical landscape uh, uh, and jump pads and low gravity events like uh, Twitch uh, streamers and uh, people who are watching those streams uh, can vote actively on which events will be unleashed on the player base. 
So you can vote for like a low gravity event where everybody can just like jump and basically scale buildings in a single bound, or you can vote for a, uh, a infinite ammo event and just you know rain terror on people if you have like a Gatling gun, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, I believe like professional streamers, you know, have like a little bit of you know say with that, you know, because they might be watching their own stream and going, hey guys, uh, vote for this event. This will really help me, you know, push right. out the lead. But uh, otherwise, it doesn't really help like specific players. It, it's 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 a I mean it's a widespread event that's helping everybody. Yeah, and so tell me if this is like an accurate statement. It's kind of like uh, it's because every one of the the characters have like different abilities, right? I've seen some people be able to turn into like a a giant ball. I've seen people be able to like throw shields down and stuff. Oh no no no! So they're not specific. So everybody gets a hack. You get two weapons and two hacks. So, like, the ball is a hack, the throwing up walls is a hack, turning up invisible or teleporting, or even do, like, a power slam sort of move. Those are all different hacks you can have. So, you can have two at a time. You can power up each of those hacks. You can also uh, power up and upgrade each of your guns. But at any time, you know, you can happen across right. a different gun and swap it out. You know, you, so you can constantly change your gameplay. But that's your loadout. It's two hacks, two guns. And you have to you have to play smart with that, and either either build them up, and you can find them all. I wouldn't say like a, a limited gameplay that I've had. I, I wouldn't say there was like one specific leaning towards any type of gun. I found them all equally during my gameplay. Uh, same for the hacks too. So I mean, you have your opportunity the and that for depending on the hack and gun, um, you you're either like reducing the cooldown or you're increasing your mag size. It just depends on the gun. So it's kind of like, it sounds to me like it's kind of like Apex Legends with like Overwatch elements into it. And then also Hunger Games with people being able to vote <laughs> on stuff. Definitely. Like you got all, you got all that mixed in. And it, and it, they're also, they're really focused on, it's not, there's no, there's no lakes. There's no hillsides. There's no forests. Yeah. It's all cityscape. Well, the, isn't the backstory of it kind of uh, like. Uh, very Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of had like that, um, made me think of Ready Player One, where like it's, oh, it, everyone knows it's a game and no one's like actually like dying or anything. It's like they're doing this as like a, just like a competitive sport almost. I was just about to bring up that. Right, well that's what it is, but yeah, if you watch the trailer, um, like evidently some players are actually dying. And then like, um, say for the end of the rounds, you you can basically end, like win one of two ways like around i think it's like five minutes till or something like that or 15 minutes till not 15 minutes but like right like the end of the match it'll spawn a crown in the center so you either hold on to that crown for 45 seconds or you're the last person standing you can, so you can win one of two ways i also got that that ready player one reference vibe thing when i saw that yeah do you have um do you have any thoughts about it, Richard? Is it something like sound like something you could uh pick up start playing? No, no, man. When it when it comes to video games and being online and being competitive, I'm I'm more of a race guy. I don't dig the battle arenas or anything like that. Okay. Awesome. Now, me personally, I hope they do add a bit of realism to it and start killing people. <laughs> even more of a reason for me not players. to play if they did that. All right, so we also got a extended look at Watch Dogs Legion, which is coming out on October 29th for current and next-gen systems. Uh, Richard, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you thought about the game? I think it's awesome, and I'm going to get it probably like a day one release, and I don't know anything about that franchise. I actually just bought the, the first two games 
today just so I can be caught up when it does come out. But yeah, that sold me just the, the ability to create your own team from anybody that you encounter out there and just the, the whole big brother vibe. I think that that might strike a chord with some people personally. And it just, man, it looks amazing. I can't wait. I think the coolest thing about it, like kind of like what you were talking about, Richard, is that uh, you can pretty much pick up anybody and use them and their whatever abilities they may or may not have uh, to at your disposal. And I thought when they showed off the construction worker who, who was able to like call in a drone that he can fly around in on, I thought that was pretty sick. And then they were like, well, some people don't carry guns on them. Some people carry nail guns. And then the dude just whips out a nail gun and starts like, he runs up to this dude, puts it right on the dude's heart, and then shoots like 12 nails in the dude's chest. Like, holy shit. <laughs> Damn. As far as like the diversity of the different people, I wonder if it would be able to like create a squad that's just like the village people. Kind of like a cop, a construction worker. Maybe there's like a Native, Native American. I mean, it takes place like, futuristic london so i doubt you'd be able to find one but hell maybe you never know just an entire team of geriatrics (laughs) just old people taking down the system that would be awesome because we did see the old lady character type in there all right so thick mom characters (laughs) here for that well other than that there were a couple other announcements we'll uh just quickly touch on but those were all the big ones uh, starting off with uh, Brawlhalla, which is a current free-to-play game on all platforms, is now coming to iOS and Android on August 6th, and will feature crossplay. And that's probably the only way I'll ever get to play that game is by syncing a controller to my phone and playing it whenever I'm on lunch or something at work, because I cannot make myself play Smash Brothers clones whenever I have access to the real Smash Brothers game. But other than that, I really don't have opinion an opinion on it. I do like that they have a lot of... Uh, they have original characters in the game, but they also have a lot of uh, Ubisoft IP characters. So I think uh, Rayman is in there, and there's a couple other ones that are not even Ubisoft characters that are in there as well. So that's cool, but... Yeah, like I said, when you have access to the real thing, it makes playing the knockoff ones a little more difficult. <coughs> Brawl out. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Only reason why to play Brawl out is because ukulele's in it. But I mean, that's a valid point. <laughs> that's a hot take. Uh, Just Dance 2020, you know, same old song and dance. <laughs> um, yeah. Featuring, featuring new and more old music. Wait, can I say something about Just Dance, though, as... Uh... A now 38 year old man um if you don't have like a regular gen membership and you're worried about like cardio because i you know i have a little six-year-old that absolutely loves those just dance games and she always wants me to play it with her talk about a cardio workout man <laughs> just pull the pull the blinds closed so nobody can see you always deny it but you can uh, you can really increase stamina and burn fat and those those games are really good for that seriously that's my plus. Well, sounds like my <laughs> sounds like my fat butt needs to be buying Just Dance 2020 because I don't know though because I can't even make myself play Ring Fit Adventure and that game is so fun. <laughs> so I don't know if I'd play this or not. But I was about to say the only reason I play it is just because of Maddie. But you know the the drawbacks to that is I have to dance to What Did the Fox Say like eight times in a row. So <laughs> I mean, if you record that just once, I'll be happy for the rest of my life. No, because she always makes me be the backup dancer, which means I'm the chick, so I have to do things that I wouldn't want anybody else to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You could just play arms with motion controls. 
I actually re-downloaded Arms today. I haven't cha- I haven't Hills. played it yet. Yes. I got it downloaded. So uh, yeah, probably gonna pick that game back up and with motion controls once I find the uh, Joy-Con straps that I haven't used since the last time I played Arms. Whoa. Yes. Uh, Trials Rising, which is actually a really fun game if you've ever played any of the Trials games. It's like a motorcycle game that challenges you with making like perfect jumps and stuff to clear tracks. It's getting uh, some new, new, getting new tracks coming in a couple days actually, and then uh, it's getting the Giga Track, which is an endurance track. They said that it's it's definitely an undertaking. It's a very very long track, and for anybody that owns uh, it's Trials Rising. It's actually a free update Ooh. that'll hit on Thursday. That it is. I, I wanted to play Trials Rising whenever it came out because actually uh, got hooked on playing whatever the last one was. I think it was Trials Fusion, maybe, um, yeah. because of uh, playing over at David's house. But I wanted to get Trials for the Switch and then ultimately decided not to get it because the Switch doesn't have analog triggers on it, which is kind of like something you need to play racing games the way racing games were meant to be played. So I ended up That's just true. ended up just skipping on it altogether. But I think you can get it for pretty cheap now, so I may end up getting it for PlayStation or maybe even PC. I was I have it for the PS4, but now I've I've bought all the trials ever since they've come out. I always get like the different seasons, and I'm a I'm a trials junkie. I love that stuff. Awesome. And then uh, lastly was uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is getting a new update, which is going to be adding uh, CPU support for people who play the game by themselves because you don't have friends. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, No, so you can can play with um, bots whenever your friends that you have are uh, not able to play with you. Uh, They showed off a couple of uh, cool tactics that you can do where you can use the bot. You can actually uh, assign commands to them and make them either follow you or stay behind or scout out stuff. And you can like link up shots together. So like, well, I think that's already been in the game, but you can link up like all the bots and yourself and up to like three drones to take out like seven people at the same time. And I mean, that looked pretty cool. There's also a new event coming out. That's going to be um, pitting players against each other called resistance, but there's not been a lot of information that comes out about that, but it is going to be available starting on July 29th. But other than the, Ubisoft news, there was a couple other things that uh, broke this week. The biggest one being, in my opinion, that Crisis Remastered is, uh, it got pushed back on every system, uh, except for the Switch version, because the game looked like crap. Uh, Leaked gameplay came out of it, and everyone said that it looked terrible, so they decided to pull the game back from its release that was coming up pretty soon, and... Except for the Switch version, because I guess you can't make that game look any better than it already does. I'll start with you, Richard. Do you think that any time that these new ports or these remasters are coming out, that there could be similar stuff like this happening, where, like, the Switch version uh, is... I mean, we already know kind of the Switch version is going to be the the lesser version out of the rest of them. But do you think that we can start seeing more delays like this, where they just dump the Switch version out because it's... I guess it's more ready than the rest of them because it can't get any better. I don't know if we'll see more delays or if they'll just stop trying. I don't know. It's it's going to be hard going into next gen, the next generation with the... Uh, there's already kind of a gap between where the systems are at now and the Switch, but going into next generation, it's going to be even more hard to 
get these games working on the Switch. Because I, I read something. I can't remember what it was. I don't know if it was The Verge or something like that. But they were talking about how they don't. There's currently nothing in plans as far as like a Switch Pro or a new console. But apparently, at a um, at an investor meeting, there was kind of some, you know, hallway talk of a new console maybe being developed and and what they should do. And apparently this hallway talk was still leaning towards how they, they like what they did with the switch, which I mean, I I actually like what they did with the switch too. You know, it's, it's a home console and it's a handheld, you know, best of both worlds. I just, I don't know how they, they juggle that kind of processing power with cost and battery life. And I just, you know, I mean, it's awesome. It really is. But I feel like you're going to have to start making sacrifices in some aspect of it. Yeah. And then this wasn't something I think that was reported on a lot, but Nintendo actually had an investors call here recently within like the last month. And some of their investors were asking them about what they plan on doing as far as the switch goes compared to the next generation stuff. And the comment, I don't have it on me. So it's going to be, um, just going off what I remember, but pretty much they said that they weren't, planning on doing a new system because they planned on leaving the switch to be at their main console for up to 10 years. So we are now in year three or yeah, year three of the switch. So we have another seven years with this system before. (laughs) And you know, to be honest, it wouldn't be that bad if they would just produce more quality stuff for their console. I think that they have a lot of stuff like, in the in the works but it's just not ready and this pandemic hasn't done any favors as far as getting these games out because as far as as of friday when the origami king comes out um there's nothing on the slate so yes for the rest of the year well well yeah Yeah. i guess uh the only things i can think of off the top of my head that we haven't seen that we know or that exist is bayonetta 3 and um which is technically a second party game and uh metroid prime 4 which restarted development last year. So we're that's like 2022 at the earliest. But I feel like and I mean, you know, I don't I don't know how difficult it would be to port something that's already made, but if they wanted to, you know, get kind of build up the the discussion and stuff like that, you know, they've been talking about putting Metroid Prime trilogy out on the Switch. I mean, go ahead and plug that for something like this Christmas. You know, that would sell. Well, yeah. the so there is like leaked stuff that you can, you know, take with a grain of salt that is supposedly coming this year. Obviously Breath of the Wild 2 probably not happening. Um but supposedly there's a 35th anniversary Super Mario 3D collection that has a remaster of Mario 64 Sunshine and Galaxy in it that's oh, wow. supposed supposedly coming out. Yeah, I heard of that. I I thought that was a summer Suppo- thing. I mean, I don't I don't know when. And it, it's Definitely not a summer thing, because on top of that, you wouldn't really want to com- compete against, you know, a new Mario title you got coming out next week. Well, yeah, so other than that, there was also rumors of uh, Mario 3D World, which was a Wii U game, getting ported over. Also, they for the past uh, six or seven years, they've been keeping a tradition with releasing a some form of Zelda game every year. So I think we are getting probably one of the Wii U remasters, like Wind Waker or Twilight Princess or both of them. I think those are going to come out this year at some point, unless Breath of the Wild 2 miraculously makes it this holiday. 
And so, and I know that there is a new Kirby game in development because the developers said that there was. I would get Wind Waker for the Switch. I I think what they need to do is they need to release like a Triforce collection. And it needs to come with Wind Waker, Skyward Sword remastered, and Twilight Princess HD. Like put all three of them in one package, kind of like that uh, Zelda Collector's Edition that came with uh, the GameCube whenever it launched, where it had like five Zelda games in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean they've done. I mean Metroid Trilogy. I mean, for one. So yeah, why not those? I mean that's the thing. Like you know, I'm always going to be ready for like uh, new new games to come out from Nintendo. But like if they just give me like a system, like a modern system like the Switch, and they bring over all these classics, even if they're just like just porting them over, kind of like with the way they started doing with Wii U ports. Like if they just bring everything um, over, it'd be great. Luigi's Mansion one, two, and three. There's your collection yeah. that would sell. Oh yeah. Right put there. that out. Put that out in October, right up there for for Halloween. Well, I think if they do the Mario collection, it's going to come out. I think it'll be out in October, around the time that Mario Odyssey came out. I can see that being uh, around the same time, considering it's roughly the same game. I, but I would love to see Mario sixty four remastered in the Mario Odyssey engine, or or oh, what yeah. parts of it? Because <laughs> they already kind of teased it. Because spoilers, the last kingdom in Mario Odyssey is the Mushroom Kingdom. So, I mean, you already kind of got a, an idea about it, but, I mean, it would just be cool. I always like that clock tower, or not clock tower, but that clock level in Mario 64. The one with the really bad camera controls in it? Right, <laughs> yeah. They had, like, a really great difficulty. Mine was, oh God, I can't even remember half the levels in that game anymore. I think mine was still the, the lava level that was in the sewer. Or, yeah, or even, the, de- or even the desert with the big pyramid in it. But I mean, honestly, they could, and even on the Zelda front, if they just said, "Hey, remember Ocarina of Time 3D? Well, now it's Ocarina of Time HD," <laughs> and then they were like, "Here you go, Man. 60, <laughs> sixty bucks. Yeah. I'd pay sixty dollars for that game again. I'm a sucker for playing Ocarina of Time. Like, it's not my favorite Zelda game, but it's like one I could literally just play it like every day and just never get bored with it. Because there's just there's just so much stuff you can do in it." I'm surprised they haven't re-released Master Quest, honestly. They they came out with that once on the GameCube as part of like a dual disc sort of thing and then you never saw it again. It was also on um on that, Col- that Zelda collector's disc and the Master Quest was caked into the uh Ocarina of Time 3D. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, um and they to some extent I think that they did a Master Quest in some capacity with Majora's Mask 3D too, because they both had like the same types of modes. Like it was like story mode, and then like the the Master Quest type of thing, and then a boss rush mode. Oh, okay. I don't know. It'd be cool. We're gonna we're doing another Zelda tangent this week, but <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just gonna be a segment from now on. We're just gonna talk about Zelda for ten minutes, but the Zelda tangent. <laughs> Well, with all the news out of the way, we're going to uh, jump into the uh, questions we've gotten this week. So the first one is from our friend Chase at X stand for it X on Twitter. It says, uh, "Why do you guys think uh, we haven't gotten a new Donkey Kong game on the Switch? Tropical Freeze came out six years ago. You think Nintendo has something up their sleeves for this holiday season to compete with Sony and Xbox?" It's kind of like a two-part question. So one, uh, I guess we think that. Why do we think we haven't gotten a new Donkey Kong game? And also, uh, what uh, 
what big Nintendo game is going to be the, the the holiday title for this year. Um, Richard, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. You know, we, we had talked off the podcast, and I said the reason why we hadn't gotten a new Donkey Kong game is because Rare is the only one that knows how to make a good one. <laughs> so that's, with Rare being a part of Microsoft now, we probably never will get another one. Um, and then, I, no, I don't think Nintendo has any... Well, you know... Nintendo may have something that they're going to plan on doing this holiday season. I don't know if their thought process is they're going to do that to compete with Sony and Xbox because I, I don't think I don't think Nintendo can can compete with a new console release. You know, there's really nothing they can do. I have, I have uh, an idea. Oh, do you? Okay. And just hear me out. This is going to sound really crazy. Mark the Switch down to $249 and bundle it with Mario Kart 9. That's how you sell systems this holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, but then it's just going to tick off, you know, if they want a PS5 for Christmas. Oh, look, we got you a Switch. You got Mario Kart. Well, I mean, you were talking. They burned down the Christmas tree. I think it was Michael that said, how are these people going <laughs> to afford these next-gen systems? But if your PlayStation if your PlayStation oh, 5 is $500, ooh. or well, let's, let's say it this way. The entry-level Xbox, say the Xbox Lockhart's real, and it's 350 you know that's kind of a more of an offy thing. Like where you might be, you might decide to get that instead. But if the power systems like the Series X and PS5 are five, six hundred bucks, and the Nintendo Switch comes in at two fifty with a brand new Mario Kart game, which is the number one selling game on the Switch right now, oh, people are gonna eat it up. Because <laughs> I mean, as I say, all the all the pieces are coming together. I see it now. Yeah. So. They they have an opportunity to I mean honestly I think if they leave the switch even at three hundred like they're they're in a they're in a spot right now where they 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 have the possibility to like really sell a ton of switches this holiday because like they could but I feel like they'd have to have something other than price to drive it like if they could somehow manage to put out Breath of the Wild two this Christmas I think that would God that would be a big boon for them. That's what I would think is that I would think they would try to put like every hand set of hands they could on Breath of the Wild 2 just to try to make that game come out this year because I think we we may have talked about it last week but um there was talk going around that the voice acting on the game is done which means that it's a lot farther along in development than we actually thought it was so we are here again having another Zelda tangent but <laughs> Uh, I think I think it could be if it's not this this holiday, it's coming out March of next year to coincide with like the four year anniversary of Breath of the Wild. That would probably make. I more just sense, can't honestly. think of any other game other than like a brand new Mario Kart that could really help sell Switches because I mean we've, it's been proven that Animal Crossing can sell systems too, but nowhere near to the same caliber of like Pokemon. And uh, Mario Kart, or maybe even Smash. I don't know. I, I know Smash has sold a ton of units, but I don't, it's it's not really a system seller. I don't think. Uh, Michael, what are your thoughts on it? My thoughts. It kind of goes back to when it was first being released. So, right around the like early Switch release, or like right before, a couple months before that, they someone that interviewed Nintendo. And Nintendo was doing market research into, like, basically making a low-end console for third-world countries. Like, basically trying to, like, 
go into that market for like low income households to give them a console. So I think we're not going to see a price drop on the main switch. I think we're probably going to see a price drop on the switch Lite and maybe even the peripherals. God, I hope they drop down the price of the peripherals. Good lord, for every pair of uh, Joy-Con that have had to be replaced because and that uh, because they're not doing uh, repairs currently. Like, I mean, it's so hard to find Joy-Con. Oh, right I now. mean, they they have a they have a class action lawsuit uh, based off of the Joy-Con drift yeah. alone. Maybe they'll do Joy-Con two, <laughs> like something. You make a good point, though. But you know what's funny is that uh, I don't know if you guys have seen anything about this yet or not. But so the architecture of the Switch is based off of Nvidia's uh, Tegra chip, like what's in the Nvidia Shield. And in some countries like China, yeah. they have their Nvidia Shields are able to play like Wii and Wii U games. Like I remember seeing um, someone on Reddit. They had a video. They had one of these. And they were showing gameplay of them playing Super Mario Galaxy on an NVIDIA Shield. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Why don't we have that here? So, I mean, it's it's something that's possible. Because I think the NVIDIA Shield's pretty cheap, isn't it? It's like a, maybe like 100 bucks, Somewhere around there. So, I mean, it's it's definitely possible. Um, but, I mean, I kind of already threw my um, idea out there. As far as the Donkey Kong thing goes... What was the company that did uh, Tropical Freeze is Next Level Games, and they just got done with uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 last year. So, or coming up on a year, I guess. Uh, but they're still supporting that game, and I don't know how many projects they work on at the same time, but if they're like a one-project-at-a-time studio, um, unless they're, they're doing a new project, it's possible that they could be working on a new Donkey Kong game now. Because um, like like Chase said, they did Tropical Freeze, which came out six years ago, and then they remastered Tropical Freeze for the Switch. Right. And before that, I don't know if they've done any other. Maybe they did a 3DS one, but other than that, I don't know. But uh, it was confirmed, I think, maybe just a few hours after Chase sent this uh, tweet in, but Donkey Kong Country is going to be available on the Super Nintendo Online service on the Switch, I think on the 15th of this month. So, Chase, maybe there's a Donkey Kong Country game to hold you over until a new one comes out. And if it's that first one that was for the Super Nintendo, well, I guess it is. Then it's an amazing one. I remember when those first came out. I loved that trilogy. And that's what I was thinking, too. Like, it's been a while since Nintendo themselves have really stepped into a 2D game. You know, that classic 16-bit console. And Sonic's already, like, hit that market. So I, I would assume they'd want to maybe follow in the footsteps. And as as good as Mario was, you have the Mario Maker series right now. Um, so they kind of, that's kind of already filling that niche. So I think we're we're up for like a two D side scrolling Donkey Kong game. Definitely. Our second question comes from um, David, who is a um, previous uh, co-host of the show with us. His uh, handle is the Real My Toes on Twitter. He asks, if you can make Super Smash Bros. Ultimate different, but the same, what would you do? Like, change, like change, but not change the core of it. Like, I guess keeping the characters and everything in it. Uh, we were talking a little bit um, before we started. Uh, Richard, you want to share what your thoughts were on how to change Smash, I guess? 
Yeah, like I can't. If I can't change the core and I can't change the characters, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to change to make it different. But I brought up that you know I was a a big fan of the Def Jam series that EA made way back when with like the rappers and stuff like that, just because the kind of the over top like wrestling mechanics and and I was saying how great it would be if we could like fuse those games together so you could see Mario like take Luigi's head and like run it through the windshield of a Ford Bronco and then start, you know, kidney punching him, you know, something like that. I would, Oh yeah. I'd be all over that game. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Michael, what about you? Um, yeah. I mean, I think Richard has a point and I think maybe just, uh, David <laughs> might've just poorly phrased it. There's no really real way to change like not the characters or the core gameplay, but I would say button combos for one. Okay, I'm gonna actually. Um, I'm kind of. I, I don't have a way to answer this question as someone who plays it as much as I do. Um, but I will say, I guess in a way, what I would do to change Smash, even if you had to kind of change the core of the game, um, or maybe not even change the core of the game, but I think that the direction of Smash going forward is that there's no way after the Ultimate that they're ever going to be able to pull this game off again. By the time that they get in with all the Fighters passes, which now there's potential for a third one, this game's going to have over 100 characters in it. And with all the licensing and stuff with it, um, it's going to be really difficult for the next game to get all 100 of these characters back in. So I actually had worked on this for a while as a side project uh, for YouTube. But I, and this is before they announced a second wave of DLC. But I always thought, I, I came up with a way for them to reboot the whole series. Uh, so taking, um, I actually had cut the roster down to, I think, 45 characters. And then left it open to have um, five additional ones through DLC. Uh, no more than four representatives per franchise. So you were able to, like, Mario, the Mario franchise, for example, has, I think, nine characters now that Prana Plant's in. Uh, Fire Emblem has nine as well. Pokemon has eight. And Zelda has six. But three of those are Link. Two of those are Zelda and one's Ganondorf. So I always thought that if they brought it down to where there's four representatives per franchise and they were able to balance how many new and old franchises there were... That there was a way to cut the roster down and also add seven. I think I had seven new characters come in with the potential to add five more later. And with that, every single character got their moveset revamped. And so, like, because you got characters like Mario, who for the most part have had the same moveset since the first game. And so, like, every single character got a new moveset out of it. And that's like, with that, that's like the only way I could think to just. To revamp the whole series pretty much as someone who plays as much as you do that's probably a really really good idea <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's one thing because like you know like i said i've been playing this game for like 20 years now and so characters like the original 12 they have not changed significantly over the years so like i'm pretty much playing the same character that i've been playing for 20 years with like slight improvements to it um, I know the biggest problem with the Smash community, other than the um, recent allegations that have come out, which we're not talking about on here, is that there's way too many Fire Emblem characters in this game. And 
they're all pretty much just blue-haired sword people. And I understand that complaint. And so I actually, I had it narrowed down to where it was, it was four Fire Emblem characters that were all completely different from each other. And technically, if you, if you want to look into it, when I wrote this down, uh, I had predicted Byleth was going to be in the game before that uh, massive um, wave of hate had hit the the series because of Byleth getting into the game. But um, I don't know, that, that's got to be the only way you could fix it or make it better, I guess, going forward. But that's a, a long story for a another time, I suppose. So uh, as we're getting ready to wrap up, let's uh, talk about what games we're playing this week. So, uh, Michael, we'll start with you. What are you up to in gaming? I uh, started playing Hyperscape, and that that's pretty fun. Uh, what else have I downloaded? Um, uh, I think that's really it. Oh, I downloaded The Cycle, but I haven't had a chance to play that yet. And I'm kind of ankle-deep on modding this original Xbox into a main machine. Into a what? MAME. Uh, Multi-arcade. Oh, cool. All right, Richard. What are you up to? I've uh, I've taken, I've kind of taken a step away from Doom again, just because Sakura has like pulled me in so hard. And as a, I've, I'm not gonna brag here, but I have platinumed every FromSoft game. And looking at the, uh, looking at the different trophies and stuff, I must say this is probably gonna be the most involved platinum of the FromSoft games I've ever encountered so I'm looking forward to it and I'm also not looking forward to it so I'll uh, I'll keep y'all updated on how that pursuit goes right um, as far as me I'm still trucking away at The Last of Us after getting with um, Chase who submitted the question into us uh, in person the other day uh, I am supposedly pretty close to being done with it um, he wouldn't give me any spoilers because I wouldn't, you know, wasn't asking for them. Um, I will say that uh, the last time I streamed the game, I came across the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life, uh, and it was great, and it was really fun and exciting whenever I got to kill it. Um, but um, this, I guess, it's not really a spoiler because it's just a type of enemy. But um, it's this thing called the Rat King, and. I kind of had a feeling that it was going to happen, like there was going to be some kind of big boss fight because the game started putting, giving me flamethrower ammo and a flamethrower. Um, so I was like, okay, this is obviously, this means something. And then I come across this giant thing that's like literally the biggest infected I've ever seen in this game. And it's a bunch of different infected that are have been like molded together. And I think it's actually got, like, aspects of all of the other four types. But when I did enough damage to it, the infected that were a part of it started, like, ripping off of each other. So, like, one of, like the one closest to the ground, like, grabbed a hold of something and pulled itself off of the, the rest of the mass. And then just started chasing me around. So I now got this giant thing throwing, like, acid at me. And then this little bitty thing crawling across the ground at me it was it was nuts uh, i think i died like two or three times just trying to kill it but um if you want to see more of that you can uh follow my live streams on twitch at meachflow um but other than that i haven't really i haven't really played anything else i'm uh saving my gaming energy for playing paper mario that's coming out at the end of this week because <laughs> um uh, i'm kind of 
I mean, I play Smash Brothers a lot, but it's mostly just to, like, take my mind off of... Because I can literally just turn my brain off and play that and not have to, like, worry about anything, like when I played The Last of Us. And I'm, I want to have... That game has to be done before I play Paper Mario, because there's no way I'm going to... If I start Paper Mario, The Last of Us is never going to get finished. And I'm so close. I'm just got to just gotta get through it. It sounds like I'm, I'm dogging the game for it being boring or anything, but it's just... It's taking a lot longer than I expected to to get through this. Because Chase, like I said, I talked to him. He beat it in one weekend. And I was like, oh my god, how the hell did you do that? Wow. <laughs> He's a beast. He did He did take off a whole week to play it, but he beat it in three days. But he's also not that's live like, streaming it, so it makes it easier. That's a lot of coffee. That's no sleep. That's turning a phone off. That's Pretty much duct taping that sport bottle to your leg so you don't have to get up and go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he did that. Was... <laughs> oh, man. All right, uh, Richard, as we're closing up, do you want to tell everybody about your uh, new episode of Board Game Breakdown? Oh, yeah, Pac-Man is out. Um, so check that it's out. It's been out for, for the 35 years now. It's, well, no, no. <laughs> See, this is, there, well, now, there is one that's been out since, like, the 80s. Uh, this one just came out um, a few months back. Well, no, we're in July. It's not even been a year yet. This is a newer version. Is the one that yeah we didn't uh, we didn't review the uh, the old one. I don't know if you can even get your hands on that one anymore. But now this is a new version that's out now. Um, relatively cheap game. It's only about twenty bucks, but it's it's fun. It's it's really awesome, especially if you enjoy Pac Man. Any uh, new open box tech deals to talk about currently going on? Well, I think uh, the recent one is uh, from Ubisoft. So they recently announced, like, if you tuned into their their uh, reveal, that you got Watch Dogs 2 for free. Well, so many people responded to that, crashed the website. So now if you um, just log into your Uplay account, your Ubisoft account on your computer, uh, you'll have the game. Uh, and that should that should show up on the thirteenth. Awesome. Do you know off the top of your head if Watch Dogs Two is like is it a multiplayer game or is it only single player? That I don't know. Because I wonder if Watch Dogs Legion is multiplayer or if it's just a single player narrative game. I don't know. But um, with that being said, we are uh, out of time for this week anyway. So thank you so much for listening with us and hanging out, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Adios. Uh, oh, this week's podcast is brought to you by Milk Crust. You wanted a refreshing beverage, and now you have something on your lip. <laughs> Milk Crust. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Next Gen Newsweek. If any of you gamers out there have an interest in board games and the hobbyist perspective of board games, come check out my new channel on YouTube, Board Game Breakdown. We'll be reviewing the hottest games, taking a peek at exclusive Kickstarter projects, and even some special tutorials on ways to make your game night a night to remember. Again, that's Board Game Breakdown, now on YouTube.